Welcome to Victory Formation with KG. I'm here with Craig G, 2K and Song. I'm KG, let's go. In sports, we got tennis, we got the Australian Open. So in the semis, we had uh, Naomi Osaka versus Serena Williams. Serena at number 23, you know, with the titles. Can she get the 24, 25 over that? We're going to, you know, uh, hop hop around on that one and, and, and see what we thought about the match. Um, to me, off the break, Osaka looked like, you know, just a superior player, at least yesterday. So it looks like she's doing it. Serena looked good throughout, but just didn't have enough. I mean, it looks like the changing of the guards, right? I mean, Serena's been doing it forever. And we've been looking and waiting for that, you know, the, the next generation to come along and it looks like Naomi's it. I mean, she's coming in, she's smashing, she's killing it. And it looks like she's got that killer instinct where, you know, she if she gets, you know, far along in the tournament, she don't lose. So um, it, it looks amazing. I love it. Um, they got love for each other, even though they still, you know, want to win. They got that competitive edge still going, but I mean, who, who doesn't love that where you got the the old vet that's still trying to nourish you know the young next coming the next generation that's you know right here coming forth so i love it it's awesome um serena just feels like she doesn't she doesn't have the the it factor like she did when she was younger that maybe that that hunger um, I don't know if it was after, you know, the baby or whatever, but it seems like she, she's losing it a little bit for me. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I see. And then, you know, the crime, we had the, the incident where, you know, she got into it with the, the judge, the line judge, referee. Uh, Chuck, what do, you, what do you even call them? Who, the, the referee, right? Um, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not a tennis guy, but yeah, she got into it with them and was crying. She's crying crying after this so I, I, I want her to, to get that that killer instinct back that hunger that she had before when she was younger and hopefully she can you know set that record break it and, and be up there on a the pedestal all alone by herself well, a couple things so the killer instinct part I mean, I don't think that part's uh, not there anymore. It's just that it's a bunch of younger killers out there, mostly inspired by her. Um, that's that's the irony of losing to you know you know her first the first time they met. You know, you see these kind of matchups where it's like I grew up watching her. She's the reason I am who I am. Right. So the killer instinct has been upgraded. It's you know it's the it's the next generations showing you look i took what you did and then i took modern technology science and then time and of course all records are meant to be broken and did all of that so i think she still got it but she old like me man she's 39. so <laughs> <laughs> that so, is true so may, so maybe I, i'm seeing right. that incorrectly maybe it's not she don't have a killer it's maybe it's she just old <laughs> yeah, it listen, gets frustrated but, she, de- but, she damn sure gets frustrated for sure and listen but that's not new because with her that passion that turns into the frustration in fact again that harkens back to their first match which was it kind of soured uh naomi's first win which was it it ended on serena kind of just kind of erupting and she's like dang i kind of wanted to enjoy my first you know big win on the right. big stage and all the, the story was all about serena explodes at officials and so you know it, it happens so I think the passion is still there. Sometimes the, the spirit is willing and the flesh isn't able. 
Uh, we trying to get there, but we're gonna. I'm gonna treat Serena the way we just got through treating Brady. I'm not betting against her. I'm not betting against her, though. So if I, if you got to tell me one or the other, Serena or the field, for you know, give me a period of time that makes sense, or at their at her age, give me a period of time that actually doesn't make sense. I'm still gonna pick Serena. So you know, I, I think she will. Until the end. She'll get it done. Uh, hey, right now, <laughs> right won. now, Osaka. <laughs> I don't think you're going to take Serena over her again. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I mean, okay. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. The best ability <laughs> is availability. <laughs> Serena been doing it for 20, 27 years, dog. Right. So, hey, look, the next tournament, Osaka might have a hey, Everybody gets something except her, other than a baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it looks, if you just got to play the longevity game, let's roll a couple more tournaments out and see what I can do against everybody else that's right. been looking up at me the whole time. So <laughs> I'm still going, I'm still riding with Serena Sanders. I mean, Williams, dang. <laughs> I'm going to um, you brought up Brady. That was that was a something I was going to say was that they both saw losers. Oh my goodness! Just come on, you lost. Jeez, come on, Serena. That's like what I don't like about her. That's the the biggest thing for me is just that, and I and and I hate hearing. Well, that's what makes her great. That she's a baby. No, the, the Tom Brady's a baby. Come on, you lose, you lose. Move on. You know the last time, uh, crazy. You brought up the ref. This time it was all these unforced errors. And I, I looked at her presser and I was like, come on, Serena. And then um, you're not the first woman to have a baby. <laughs> so let's be, let's be real. You're not the first female athlete to have a baby and come back and, and still play at a high level. That's a part of it. That's life. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you really don't get anything from me on that. But she's a baller, so that's going to bring the question. We're going to wrap it up with this. Serena's at 23. Will she stay there? Will she get to 24 and, and tie the record with Margaret uh, Smith Court at 24 titles? Or will she get 25 and break the record? Let's Real quick, what you going to do? I hope she busts that thing wide open um, as far as the record goes. Maybe something else as well. But yeah, let's okay. go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So, okay. I'm with I'm Craig G. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Serena is going to have more than 24. So, I'm going to go that she breaks the record. Um, the, the lady's last name is Court, dog. Like, that's kind of unfair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but nah, I'm going with Serena. Go ahead and get in that record. At some point, I think the greatness will come out. It might just be, you know, she can summon it once a year. All she got to do is a couple more times. So that's what I'm going with. I agree. I think she's going to go for it. Um, KJ, I think you're going to be a unanimous. But like uh, Serena's been in more finals for the majors than anyone since 2017, since she won it in... Did she win it when she was pregnant? She, she, the last time she won the Australian, she was pregnant with, with uh, I forget her her daughter's name, but um, so ever since oh, then, Alexis Olympia. Yeah, Alexis Olympia. Yes. What, what a name! Um, and she's Sanders. been in oh, five Olympia finals Sanders. since then. Right. <laughs> Sanders, Chuck. Um, <laughs> since then, she's been in five finals. <laughs> And this time around, I mean, she lost to Osaka, but Osaka might win the whole thing anyway. So you could you could actually think of it as a final as well. Like she's still good. 
Yeah, she's still yeah, good. Yeah, when Osaka gets this, gets this deep, she don't lose, so. Right, but it and, and to, your, to your point, what you said earlier was that it looked like she was playing her younger self, and that's what I saw. I was like, that, that, the way that ball was moving with Osaka, it was just like, yeah, that was just too much. So as, as long as she doesn't see her, I think she's good, but um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because she got to be in shape and be ready, and that makes it kind of more unlikely. So I'm going to go and say she's at, she gets stuck at 24. She ties it. She doesn't break it, though. I'm going to go with that one. So now we're going to move wow. on. To, yeah, we're going to move hold on. on to hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick. Maybe she gets coached up by some of these other women who also had kids and broke through and came back. Maybe like a Marion Jones, man. Who knows? Get on that juice. Get on some of that special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, but she got enough money to, to write them checks and they clear. So she'd be all right. They gonna yeah they with all that money they they make her the special the Serena potion. She's gonna she be on the TB12. <laughs> She's gonna be on that TB12. Right, right. Well, so so we're gonna go to the NBA. Draymond Green uh, had his presser had some comments in terms of the player treatment in the NBA. Uh, he referenced DeAndre Drummond being notified coming out to warm up. And then he got pulled back and told he was going to be traded. He, he referenced James Harden, the fact that he was dogging it, and the fact that he he wanted to be traded. Uh, Harrison Barnes was in a, a, a similar situation. See, so these were the players that he referenced. So in terms of being on the trading block and, and, and what that means and harkens back, we in Black History Month, the slavery block, the, the auction block, the slavery. So that part is in there. It's there for everybody. Uh, with these comments from Draymond, how do y'all feel? I mean, we talked about this on previous shows where they don't want the players to have the power. Like King James, they don't want it. They hate it. And for when the athletes actually see the power they have and actually can use it, I mean, come on now. Yes, Draymond Green said it, and that's what it's about. It's about the power to the players and that's what they want to you know utilize and grow they always want to treat the players like trash they always have and it's disgusting so with hopefully the players coming together they'll take it and, and be able to do what they want to do and, and have to check the ownership and say look y'all got to treat us right or else we won't play then what y'all got y'all y'all can't come out here and it's 70 80 however old y'all are nobody wants to see y'all play they come to see us so we got the power. So hopefully they, they go with that. I mean, I believe I believe Craig G, a young a young uh, Sean Carter, posited facetiously. I believe, son, do you know what I'm stopping you for? Because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low. Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. <laughs> they got a problem with the young black dudes having the power. Of course, that's what it is. And again, it's not it's it's not as obviously, pardon the pun, black and white. But it is in a lot of these instances. A lot of the, uh, the differences when it comes to money negotiations, it's like, okay, if it's this guy and if it's the labor, like this again, you can look at, you can poll the nation. The nation who is largely labor sides with management in this issue. When does labor side with management? Never, mm -hmm. except for the largely labor portion is middle aged white America and they're looking at. Boy, you get to dribble a basketball for a living. Shut up. Take your money. You know, do what we tell you to do and blah, blah, blah. It's not a whole lot to add to that. So 
I just think that that's that's patently obvious. Um, and Draymond went with the way he took it. I think that it has to be that extreme sometimes to catch people's attention. But the the message the messenger, I don't think in this case should detract from the message. A good message, but I mean we gotta we gotta also look at it from this standpoint where I'm a <laughs> diverge from y'all is he Draymond Green been in the NBA for how long? He is getting paid what he's getting paid. He knows what the system is that he, you know, willingly <laughs> did what he did to get to that point. So the statement that I saw that he made, I didn't see a remedy for the, a solution for what's going on. So trades have been on before black players were in the league. That, that was the thing, a trade was a thing. So that transaction, I don't know how you make that transaction better. Let's also add this. I think the part is the, the, the fandom puts you in a thing where you're really looking at, you're on the side of the team because you're a fan. Like even if you're there for a player, you're still not like nobody's saying you want uh, a, a player to feel slighted or whatever. But at the same time, you go out there, you boom, you say trade them, you ain't you stealing checks. So it's this this nuance that's there, this this in it that I mean, it's it's all a part of it. Could it be fixed? Could there could there be something done better? I but guess. it's all about. I think the nuance lies within the perception. It's not really. The like you said, it's been around since before there were black players, but the characterization only applies to the black players. We've seen this in other sports as well, with Brett Favre coming out against Deshaun Watson because he wanted his money. Brett Favre, come on, man, really? And we've seen the we see he don't come out when other players want their money. He right. came out when this this particular player. And I'm I'm, a, I'm a, let me go back to the NBA though, because if the if the fan agreed with the, the player more often, your your question might at least resonate more because you'd be like, yeah, of course. But what happens is James Harden gets vilified by the people who are the fans of the player. The people who just said he's one of the greatest scorers in the NBA in NBA history because they're a Houston fan now saying, oh, now he don't want to play for us? Stop being selfish, shut up, you know, and dribble. So it's not about them because they're a fan of the player. They don't want somebody who they perceive as just playing a little game. Because again, remember, they can relate to somebody just shooting a basketball or dribbling the basketball. But for some reason, they hold these billionaire and millionaire owners to a higher standard and say, no, these guys actually did the work to get to their level. So let them do their thing and be their level of professional. Your level of professional is, involves dribbling the basketball, something I did when I was in the third grade. So it, it, that's where that's where I think that there there might be a slight a slight difference. So it might be close though. That's why I swear, that's why I like the way you say that nuance might actually be a bigger part of this than we think. Yeah, because I think Draymond took it to a point. Draymond, there's no trades no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's like you can't not get rid of trades. Like that's no, a, that's he was. I don't think that's what he. Well, he no, he was saying. But I'm not saying he said that. But what he what he said is. He's what he saying is, is hold the owners, hold the owners, scrutinize the owners when they put somebody in the locker room right before the game, hmm. put them on the page the same way they say, oh, this lazy bum don't want to honor his contract. They don't say that about the owners. They only say that about this the is, player. That's guess what he's what? saying. Guess what? Do you care who the owners are? No. <laughs> does, does Michael Jordan treat his players any better than any other owner? Nobody, nobody has said that definitively nope, that he treats nope. his his players any better. Nope. So that so this so the labor management issue to me 
in this class, case, it's, it's class more than race. It's <laughs> that's class more than race. Right. So, so agree. I agree. That's, that's all I'm saying it. is that on yeah. this one, Draymond, I mean, I like the fact that he put that out there. So I salute him for that. But yeah. I don't know if we really have a, a, a solution for this one because it is what it is. And I'll say here for me personally, Craig G can attest to this 2K. I don't know if you remember this. I did not mess with the Wizards when they traded C Webb. I did not mess with the bullets at that point. It was the bullets. I ain't messed with the bullets for a minute. And then even when when MJ came, Jordan came, and there wasn't, we said, didn't make it to, to uh, what was it called? The the, the, the MJ propaganda, the, the uh, last dance. Sold. The real last sold dance. I the real last dance at the, yep. at the phone booth, that wasn't in there. But when, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't messing with A. Poland, Susan O'Malley, so for me, I've always been that type of fan where I was like, no, management is terrible. We got Dan Snyder here. So we've, DC kind of does it slightly Ooh. differently than everywhere else, where we really can't stand the owners. We even had Peter Angelos with the Orioles in Baltimore blocking the team from coming in and, you know, running his team into the into the ground. So I've seen instances where we really don't um, like the owners and hold them accountable and Matter let fact. it be known. But, Matter of fact, shout out, shout out, shout out to Draymond asking a very pertinent question a few years ago. Why we still call them owners? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, same, same you know what I'm saying? Like y'all, like y'all CEOs. Right, CEO, chairman. Yeah, give me something like that. Right. Like, come on, man. But, that's, but, but guess that's a little what? too close to home. But guess what? This is so. This is this is the nuance. Um, Draymond surely owns something. Absolutely. And he gonna be one. He wanna be called. The owner and not the chairman. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's possible. Well, I mean, that's, that's the hold on, hold on. That's possible. That's possible. I actually own a couple of things too, and I do not have owner on my. I I used to have owner operator CEO, and then I had that pitched to me one time, and I was like, you know what? I'm taking off owner on mine on mine. So I actually do have. I have two entities that I took owner off of the title on mine. So I don't know if that. I, I don't know if Draymond did that or whatever, but. It does make sense. I did, I did take it <laughs> off mine, so I don't know. Yeah, so what did you replace it with? Uh, just CEO. Just okay. <laughs> yeah, All CEO. Right. I just I was like CEO. CEO makes sense. And I and and, I, and matter of fact, I've, I've it, it's been referred to. One of them is actually a large business. I actually have 15 people that work there, and I was like, it's not the owner of the company. It's the CEO of the company. That's right. not the owner. Yeah, Real quick. That. Go ahead. Chief, the chief. We we cool with the chief. I mean. You gonna let that ride? That's what I'm saying. It's a little nuance. It's a play on words. Like whichever one you take, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it one way or the other. I think that part can be some, some subtlety there that where that plays yeah. on that. So I'm not, yeah. you know, what I'm saying partial one way or the other. If if you want to be calling something else, that was um to everybody that they like when he said that. Uh, Mark Cuban was like, well, damn it, I'm the owner. I own the team. I'm not right. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, hey, look, I, look. Hey, listen. I will tell them this. They, they, I get it, and it makes a whole lot of sense. The thing is, after a, a certain amount of period of time, hundreds of years, you can't say boy to some people if you're this person and that person is this person. And so, hey, guess what? Owner makes sense, but people before you ruined it for you. So yes, it makes sense. If I'm talking to somebody who might be 16 years old and I'm and I'm a, I'm a grown man, I say, boy, if you don't get over here. But if I'm an old white man and I look down at a young black boy and I say, boy, it just hit different, dog. I'm sorry. It's it, right. the people before you ruined it. No, you can't say 
basic stuff like boy. I'm sorry that your privilege has been taken from you to say boy, but pick another word. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, boy, yes. boy, boy, owner is different. I'll say that. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, it's but it, but but put, put a room put a room full of millionaire black. Now, if they said, now if they said master, now we tripping. Now if you tell me, now if you tell me I'm the master, I got a problem. <laughs> That's why I got a problem. Hey, Fair the Fair record enough. companies, they got masters. We got golf. We got the masters. Like, let's be real. Hey, let me let me just add one little twist. I think Draymond's statement is kind of like a calculated like show of protests because he is part of clutch sports, right? Part of the LeBron's group, I think like they're they're smart, they're savvy. He's gonna be a free agent this year. There's gonna be a certain level of power that he wants to shift over to the players. I think this is like a brilliant negotiating kind of laying the platform for that. I'm gonna be straight honest. I think it's brilliant. Mm. There's something to that. Okay, I, I, I didn't see that. That's that's a nice little touch there. Uh, uh, Kurt Flood, by the way, speaking of free agents, right. first ever free agent. Like it seemed crazy at the time. Like, come on, man, y'all got a business, y'all got a contract. Do what you're supposed to do. But when you realize who got the power, sometimes it changes things. So, and good I point. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to ruminate on that. I, I agree with KG, man. Owners get a lot of flack. Like right now, like sports radio hates all the Houston franchises. What are they doing? <laughs> right? Like, is is there any good Houston franchise? I mean, they're Ooh, frozen. Which, which owners? Oh, the owners get a lot of flack. Which ones? Name 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 one of them. I don't know. I don't know who the owners. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, that's not getting flack when I don't know who to give it to, buddy right. boy. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> hey, James. Hey, Hart, got it. Hey, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know his name was uh, Andre Drummond versus DeAndre Drummond. I like if he wouldn't have. If he, <laughs> I wouldn't know he got. I mean, that's how many transactions happened? You don't even know who got sent where, what, whatever. I know. But before, uh, but before, but before this generation, before this generation, you absolutely did know. You knew who got traded. You know who got sent. You knew Alonzo Mourning's name, and he didn't get to pick where he's he a, went. He's a, he's a he's a star player. I I know DeAndre. That's what I'm saying. I, I, well, Andre Drummond is a good player. I was trying to trip you. Hey, look, I was trying to trip you up, and you just did it yourself. I, I know that. I, I know that he's a good player. Made some All Star games. I'm not down on him. Whatever. I'm, at this point, at this point, I don't follow the moves that. So I know James Harden, the, the key player. So. I, I had to Google it. I had to Google it. I ain't messing with it. I'm just <laughs> you, like, like. <laughs> right. But hopefully something to come from this. Like I'm not saying don't don't talk or whatever. So I'm not one of them to say don't have your peace and say your say. Um, the the NBA allows them to do that for real, for real. Like he gets to come out there and say that. Um, that's what it is. Uh, hopefully something good will come from this and. There'll be some changes where sure. a trade will come back. And if, if Draymond is the one that does that, I'll be sure to give him his credit if he changes how they do the trade situation and everything. Because he might bring up some good points that they'll look at and say, you know, maybe we will set a guy if he's, you know, whatever, and, and, and it won't be that. But um, good for Draymond at the end of the day. This is victory formation. Let's take a knee. In current events, the winter storm is wreaking havoc across the country. We have at least 30 people dead due to frigid temperatures. 
uh, caused by that. We also had vast power outages, uh, about 3 million people in Texas. So pretty much just across the country, um, a polar vortex is, is what they calling it. And uh, we got climate change, we get we got global warming. I mean, just the unpredictable and, and serious storms, right? This is what they say is going to happen. So it looks like it's playing out. And then with these power outages, we got uh, the government and the, the, some of the decisions that were made is the reason why they actually have those outages. So what did y'all think about this uh, storm? I mean, climate change, global warming. It is what the scientists have been saying for, I mean, ever since I was little, they say this is what we're going to get. Extreme storms, extreme weather, and this is what we're having through the South and the Midwest. Extreme storms. I mean, this looks like a freaking ice rink in, in Texas. What the hell is going on, man? It's crazy. It's like, you got this warning from the scientists saying it's going to happen, and you still got people say it ain't real. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, I I just kind of feel like it's you know I'm I'm looking at the the human aspect of it where I just I hate seeing those stories like that, man, because we can all relate to feeling helpless in different scenarios. And we've talked about that over the course of the last you know nine months of things just kind of being taken from us and being changed. Um, Oh, not having power, not having heat. I mean, no, I moved to Florida, man. Like, what y'all, I was done with what y'all live with six months out of the year that y'all call fall slash winter. I was done with it all together and I moved. I just took my whole family and uprooted because it's just, it's too much, man. Like, so for somebody to just be like, yeah, I don't have a choice, I'm in it. And it's drastic. You've seen the videos where it's just like, here we are kids are in the house no heat you know sometimes no power sometimes both obviously like like I, I man that's this is a human relation story where i'm just like i just feel bad for people and i'm just like trying to figure out how i can help like <laughs> you know what i mean like how can how can somebody because i'm dog, it, it was 80 degrees today i played golf this morning and jumped in my pool this afternoon and you talking about a, an ice storm somewhere where I can't even affect, you know, anything like that. So I'm, I'm more interested in how, how how we can get funds or at least resources to help people. I thought the funniest thing, not funny as in haha, but funny as in just like mind blown, is Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz gets photographed getting on a plane to Cancun while this is happening on Wednesday goes all over social media. News outlets are calling his office. No one's commenting on it. So obviously they don't know what's going on or they had nothing better to say because he was just going on vacation. He writes a tweet for Rush Limbaugh commemorating his life. No acknowledgement of the 30 people that died in his state, right? So far. Right. And then he comes back, says, he was just escorting his daughter, being a good dad. Mm-hmm. And then he's saying at a, at, a, at a press conference, it's like, I made a mistake. As people in the background are yelling, resign. Just craziness, man. It's beyond, it's like a, it's like a parody of a bad movie. Yeah, it, 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 that Ted Cruz, he's a, he's a piece of work. He's a piece of work. And, and this was also, what I was getting at with the government is what I was reading was that they put out that 10% of the power is, is supplied by, you know, renewable energy. So they 
you know, oil and gas industry in Texas obviously is 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 big money or whatever, right? So with that, they wanted to put this out there and then it was like, mm, no, nah, hold up, that's only 10%. 10% is not enough. Then they said they went to the to the to the blackouts. Um, the power company did that and they said if they didn't do it, if you believe them, if they didn't do it the way that they did it strategically, it would have been worse. I don't know. I believe you on that. But the other part was that they're not connected to the rest of the infrastructure in the whole country because the Republic of Texas, Texas wanting to be their own entity. And this is the part of selfishness for me with that, just what you get with Republicans. And I know everybody in Texas is not a Republican, whatever, but these, these are just these, the isolationist and that whole mentality of we're big, we're bad, we're Texas, we can take care of ourselves. Well, can you really? It, when everything is good, you can, <laughs> but it really takes um, a natural disaster and things of this nature for people to figure it out. But yes, if if back in, I think they said 50, 60 years ago, if they would have connected and they should do it now, because obviously they would have been able to draw power from other parts of the country that don't need it. If Florida doesn't need it as much, they could have shipped, you know, shifted it over that way or whatever and done that. But they decided to be, oh, we got this, we don't need it. Um, we're Texas. Now nah, you can't do that. Hey, they, they got them guns down there to save them, man. What you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> and gators. Right. And gators. I actually watched a video today where guy was praising the American alligator. I mean, look, the resiliency, like the symbolism was awesome, but I was just like, that's, why? Why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> right. Yeah, so the storm is over here now in, in, in the DMV. We got hit with a little bit today, more, more ice than anything, at least here for me, my way. Um, I know we got a little bit more coming, but uh, we, we obviously want everybody down in Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, any of the affected areas, New Mexico, the, the different states that uh, Oklahoma also, I think any of the states affected by that where they don't normally get this and they're being significantly impacted. You know what I'm saying? We're really looking out for them. Like 2K said, want to want to help them and hope that everybody can, you know, get through or whatever. Uh, we're going to move on and go to. Hold on, yeah, hold on, hold ahead. on. Okay. This is, this is a, another thing that they don't want to talk about. These people that go out here in these storms don't have no business being out there. These people are breaking arms, breaking legs. I know you've seen video of the people out there trying to slay, getting hurt, hitting trees. I mean, hell, we had it here with our fathers slid <laughs> down and wrapping themselves around the tree before. So, man, y'all got to be careful, man. It, hey, it's real. It's real, man. It is. Be, 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 got to be, be careful. Fun. Have fun, but be, be, uh, be careful for sure. Um, so yeah, be we responsible. Be responsible. We're gonna move on to Central Park, Karen. So we got the follow up with with the Central Park, Karen. So we had the Bird Watcher. We had uh, Central Park, Karen is Amy Cooper, the white woman arrested last year for calling nine one one on a black bird watcher. Christian Cooper, no relation that we know of, but the two Coopers. So Amy calls on Christian in, in Central Park and threatened you know to to sick the police on them <laughs> which which she was uh wanting to do uh she ended up losing her job and but the case ended up getting thrown out uh due to her diversionary program where she got some counseling and and they said that she really felt like you know she she understood uh her actions and how wrong they were so we'll see um what happens but we're not surprised 
you know, th- this is the way it turned out? This is how it always is. White supremacy will not, you know, uh, go after white supremacy. It just won't happen. Like, they get let off the hook time and time again, no matter how blatant it is that they're getting caught. It's like, yo, that you can't do that. And guess what? They say, oh, no, they, they, they didn't understand. They understand it now. Let them go on their way. Like, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. It's not until we actually hold them accountable will we get changed. So with Karen getting let off the hook, guess what? More Karens are going to be born from that. So just know that. Disgusting. Tired of it. Yeah. Crazy. That's, I mean, we just, I, I think you were just actually recalling something from our family, family group chat <laughs> where it's just like, white supremacy is not going to punish white supremacy, you know, for being white supremacists. So obviously <laughs> this is not something that shocks any of us. I didn't look at my phone and say, oh my God, what What do you mean? It's not one of those things. The, the thing is, we're looking for progress and growth in a lot of these areas. The people who have been through it so many times are looking for like, I'm tired of waiting for progress and growth. Again, we've actually had this conversation about a couple of other uh, different incidents. We talked about George Floyd, where he's saying, well, where's the progress? How is there progress if the same thing that happened 60 years ago just happened this morning? You have a pretty good idea that is there's gonna be no punishment for it. The, 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 one, the one thing I saw Nevada, uh, Nevada legislators kind of put like, they, I mean, they said you can call it the Central Park Carrying Law, that they're going to allow lawsuits to be filed, which is not really new, but what they, right, exactly, right? You can obviously file a lawsuit against somebody who uh, makes a false claim against you, but you sue anybody, yeah. Exactly. You can sue anybody for anything, but this one they specifically said against somebody who makes a claim like this against you. Now you can sue them, which doesn't actually address the issue, which is we're talking about um, the value of life and a lawsuit is not a value of life equation. You know, I mean, fortunately, this young man lived, you know what I mean? And he apparently thought that everything was okay and she should have been okay and didn't feel like pressing charges or anything. But what if it's not him? What if it's me and I'm looking the way I'm right now with a black t-shirt on and a black do-rag just trying to do a little quick workout in my neighborhood and I get falsely accused. My false accusation might not end in a peaceful conversation because I'm not a bird watcher. I'm a strong, muscular-ish looking black dude who might be (laughs) perceived as a threat. And it might not be, okay, all right, y'all, your family now can sue on your behalf because you're no longer here. That's the whole, the the bigger picture is not, you know, a, a lawsuit or who won and who lost. It's you clearly still don't care about the person who's being persecuted. You just uh, feel like pr- protecting the accuser every single time, not right. the accused. Yeah, here's the here's the um, <laughs> another slight variation difference is that the reality is that what the punishment received is actually probably warranted. It probably is what it should be. You know what I'm saying? If you if you by a first time offender, whatever, that's probably what it should be. I mean, Christian Cooper is probably right. But to your point, the part that I've struggled with was the fact that, nah, dude, when you, you gotta press the issue now, because if you don't do it, 
the next time you won't be able to press the issue. So it's that, you know what I'm saying, the yin and yang and the in-between where, you know, you really just got to be forceful with it. So I think it was a missed opportunity on, on Cooper's part, Christian Cooper. And, and right. <laughs> hopefully Amy, I mean, uh, we said it before, the, the, hell, the, the biggest thing for most people was, damn, she grabbed that damn dog up. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh right. my God. How dare I can't she believe that. You know, I can't believe it. She yoked the dog up. Right. The, the, the dog was mishandled and mistreated. So that was Christy Cooper's thing was she lost her job. They took her dog away. I'm here. <laughs> Part of his was he's Harvard educated. And he hit the way that he looked at it was probably a little too scholarly where he should have looked at it a little down, you know, at the at the lowest level for him to understand it. You know what I'm saying? And just say, hey, she called the police on you. If that was um, your mom, who might be, you know what I'm saying, Amy Cooper or, you know, a, a black woman, how would she get treated? You know what I'm saying? If she called on a white dude that was doing that, you know what I'm saying? If the roles were reversed and that's your mom out there, your sister, how would they treat, you know what I'm saying, the other Cooper in your life? You know, they probably wouldn't have got off with that, even though they probably should have got the same things. Also, you know, first time offender. All right, do this. Get some counsel. No, a bird watcher, <laughs> like the most <laughs> passive. <laughs> He's not even. Ca- he ain't a bird hunter. He not a bird. <laughs> He's watching birds. Dog. No, but like, well. But let's. Know, but the story was. The story was. He's he's it's not good. a small dude. From what I remember, he wasn't. He came up to her. He approached her because she was out of line. He just have. He's always there because he's an avid bird watcher. Yeah, and the right. dog was not where it was supposed to be. And he right. checked. Yeah, it wasn't and, on a leash. She had to leash, on a leash. leash at all. And he pulled out. He pulled out a dog biscuit. He offered her. He offered. <laughs> that's what they said. He offered the dog a dog biscuit, and she said, "Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare dog, give him no Scooby snack. You cannot be a, a, an avid bird watcher and treat my canine friend, my loved one, with respect and love and admiration." With I'm gonna call the police on you. Don't you dare! Like that. No, it's it's. I mean, we, I'm glad that we actually are able to find levity in the situation, but we do know that again, yeah. we I mean, we we're laughing at this one because of the way it ended, but it literally could have gone the exact opposite direction, just based on who answered the call, right? Just based on who showed up, yeah. And, and the and, person and who guess was there, what? And, and, and the person he who wasn't there. there. I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so so that was the thing. So the Harvard yeah. education came in. Get my ass the hell up out of here! <laughs> I was bird watching, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hightail it and get the hell up out of this joint. Get your ass about the thing. I know a dude. I'm telling you, it's in Miami. It's a Miami story. I never forget it. He, t- he tells me this story about every six months. I never. That's why I can't forget it. You know, I'm getting older. He won't let me. He said, "Man, I was walking out of the grocery store. It was a CVS right to my right." And I saw a dude laying in the alley in between the grocery store and the CVS. He said, I was about to call the police. And I thought, what are the police going to think when they show up and see? It's a guy I played football with. He said, he said, look, I'm 250 pounds and I'm standing over a body and it's a white dude. I thought the guy was dead, but I couldn't get close enough to find out. He said, well, all I could think is, what are the police going to think when they show up and I'm here standing over top of the body? Do I get the benefit of the doubt or not? It's, it's that part of it where it's like, yeah, hey, if you're a bird watcher, hey man, flip a coin, 
you know, and nobody's recording. Hopefully you get off, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes in Orlando, I got a story right here where a dude was quote unquote committed suicide three months ago with all his teeth pulled out and hung in a tree in Orlando. Wow. Like, no, dog, he was probably he, he was probably peaceful as well. But we don't know his story. He was he just committed suicide by pulling all his teeth out and hanging himself in Orlando. Like it that's the part where it's like, damn, Karen, like <laughs> we coopers. We both coops. Like, do we do we not bleed? You know what I'm saying? Bleed red? Like, come on, let us in. Like, we be together. But man, I, I we we have to find a levity. Like I said, because otherwise it'll be a bleak existence. I think that every time we walk out of the house, we're target. Right. But yeah, it's 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 sad, man. I hate to see it. Yeah, can't bird watch and text somebody on the leash law. So there you got it. You got Amy Cooper. She got all. Uh, hopefully that therapy, you know, uh, uh, did something for her and, you know, she's better for it. And uh, we won't have any more of these situations out here like that. We know that this is more coming, but at some point it, we, we got to, you know, get over this thing and, and let it be what it's going to be. So this is Victory Formation. Let's take a knee. And in hip hop, Biggie, I got a story to tell. That's the new documentary dropping on March 1st for B.I.G. So we got uh, a more intimate uh, a version of, of a doc with, with, with B.I.G. A lot of big story has been told, as we know. Uh, this one is, is from what I saw and read, you know, stamp of approval from uh, Mama Wallace she's heavily in it and uh you know has his friends and people that she still um keeps in contact with from what i'm you know can can understand from it so um another story for big i'm all for it so uh i can't wait i'm down sign me up let's get it going man bart scott huh can't wait (laughs) 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 yeah listen because it's gonna, it is gonna tie into something uh, nostalgic for all of us, where we may have heard some version of this story, and again, there's still a little bit left out there for us to chew on. So yeah, can't wait myself, man. The, the trailer looks good, production value looks good, and like you said, Mama Wallace is in on it, so we got at least co-sign on her behalf. Right, and I think they said coincide, gotta, I, coincide with him going into last year. Uh, the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, you know, and I think his, he's about to turn 50. It would have been his 50th birthday um, coming up here. So that's, you know, Shut crazy. Big, no yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. So, man. KG, so are you going to feel the same way you felt about or you felt about the last dance for this one? Is it going to be uh, is it too much for you? <laughs> no. Peace. It's not, they didn't, it, they, they gave us one <laughs> documentary. They didn't stretch it out, you know what I'm saying? So they didn't give us another and another. So if we got, you know what I'm saying, a post, you know, hominous album, a movie. Now we got this. We had the duets, what, a couple years ago. So I know, um, you know, his, his seeds and, you know what I'm saying, his, his estate that they got to eat. I understand that. So um i'm for that i've heard some discrepancies there i know uh, uh puff was involved in this as well um executive producing his name w- was dropped in there but i also know that they said that uh most recently we had styles p saying that they wrote um 
uh, I think we'll always love Big Papa or what was the other song that they had out? Um, there was a couple, two two joints that they had for Big. Um, might have been missing you, but uh, you said the locksmith, the, the locksmiths wrote them. He said they wrote them and they 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 weren't getting anything. <laughs> Styles were pretty much okay. saying, "Wow, it's like uh, in, in, in publishing royalties, he's getting they say like thirty two grand a year." Damn, they didn't they didn't have the masters. No. Well, they said specifically for he said he got them. He said he said he got them. He said the ones that he had, but he said specifically for the song they wrote for Big. He said that it was for not for charity, but it wasn't going for them. But they said other people who were on it. He said, "Man, it's just back to the system. <laughs> we can't we can't stop them from giving us the, <laughs> giving us the money." Right. So, so and plus uh, that's some some for, for a lot of them that's the introduction. It's right. like, look, I want to just be. I want to be a uh, what? What is it? The remora fish? I just want to be a part of this. <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship, man. I just want to. I just want to attach to this big fish right here. Like, you know, right. the dude is out there free with the freestyle from seventeen years old. I got seven Mac Elevens, about eight thirty eights, nine nines, ten Mac tens that never end. Like that dude was out there putting them numbers together, the the, the numerology, the right. bars, everything. I mean, again, ahead of his time. Like now, you hear somebody right now who's a real wordsmith that will blow that out the water. But he paved the way for that kind of stuff right there. So, hey, I'm, I can't I, wait. I, I still don't know flow, delivery, cadence, punchlines. I mean, Big really just had it all. And I'm gonna say this: this is the one crazy. We've said I've told him this several times. Big, if you really look at it, gave you the blueprint and created two billionaires. He got Diddy. All Diddy really blew up with yep. that pen that the Big had. Big yep. not only wrote for him, total uh, everybody else that was down there brought in the locks, and they learned from him also. You know, what I'm saying yep. wrote had some more writers for him. Jay Z style, yes, I'm gonna say it. That's Biggie. <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be whoa. Let's 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 be clear. Your favorite, your favorite wow. rapper, your favorite rapper. All he's doing is following the blueprint that Big laid out for him. Big laid it out for him, and should. And he said he and, and look, and he. And by the way, he doesn't actually deny that. <laughs> he actually has said, he said that on several occasions. But I mean, when people want to compare, I actually it's crazy. Actually, we didn't even talk about this. It's wild. I was driving the other day. I had like a four hour drive, and then I had a little flight or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I actually listened to Blueprint one and two. Mm-hmm. And he actually referenced those joints and points it out. And that's where the whole takeover came in with Nas. When he was like, look, man, I'm just giving credit to my dude by pointing right. his lines out or whatever. But right. you're right. He absolutely gives credit where credit is due in those. In those right. In those he lines. did it. And, and, but it was. But then you but then you got the nerve to say that you better than big. Come on now. You can't. That's that's he, another. He did. He did. That's, he did. that's another yep. thing with this with this with the even the, in the go conversation is like the original verse. At some point, um, you got to feel yourself. Or even somebody after that, because he's also um, took a piece from from Big L. Also, there, there's some of his his lines that literally came out of his mouth. Came out after, his fat lips. <laughs> that came out. Not to make it about him, because I do like Jay. I do like Jay. Jay is nice. Yeah, Jay too, is nice, too, but there's no I denying do. that Big laid laid the blueprint and two billionaires. So the question would be: Would it be three or would it be? Where would Big? You know, what I'm saying that's the the part that right. we don't get to see where would Big have been, you know, had he still been here with us because we know 
that uh, that flow was phenomenal. So um, can't wait to see that. You know what I'm saying? So I got a story to tell. Dropping Netflix uh, on March 1st. We're going to get into Judas and the Messiah. You got the movie. You got the soundtrack inspired by the movie. Um, I, I saw both of them. Um, so you really got Judas and the Messiah. So you, so you got um, Judas being <laughs> William O'Neill, the FBI agent. They're pretty much the COINTEL program with Hoover's FBI and how they took down the Black Panthers. And you had uh, Fred Hampton, you know, 21 years old. It's still to think that that man was that, you know, dynamic and just that leadership at 21 is still, when I hear him, it's just like, it's hard for me to believe <laughs> that he could just be that seasoned and that mature at that age. Um, so just telling her that story. And uh, they did a good job. It didn't really give too much that you didn't already know, but it was, you know, saying in, in a film version. And they did a good job. I mean, this is a story that we don't talk about enough, in my opinion. Um, the Black Panthers, that whole, I mean, everything that they did was amazing. Um, I mean, the, the FBI, of course, you know, the white supremacy came in our society we live in came you can't have the black unity and all this. But everything that they did was, I mean, amazing. And then we have uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Lakeith Stansfield. I mean, two amazing actors in this. So I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And I wish there were more uh, pieces on the Black Panthers. Mm. Well, I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my uh, my family speak on it before I get in. I haven't seen it. I'm going to get in there again. My dad, Black Black Panther, uh, and actually introduced us to the fruits of Islam at an early age. So I've actually seen a couple of different stories from uh, from a couple of different perspectives. What I love about it is, man, I was just telling somebody two weeks ago that every bit of history that I saw that was from Hollywood or high school or elementary school or middle school, whatever video I saw didn't actually have representation. And now we got it because I saw ancient Egypt represented a certain way, ancient ancient Greece represented a certain way. (laughs) And then early America only represented a certain way. And I'm like, man, did we exist or do we exist? I'm looking down at my skin, looking at the person on the screen saying, <laughs> maybe there's no, how did I get here if all of the people there were all those people? So what I do appreciate more than anything is there's representation and it doesn't have to be biased one way or the other because I, I never want to get to the point where I'm so um, um, biased against what I was, against, what I what I grew up with that I just can only see the other side of it. Yeah, it really feels good to look at the screen and be like, you know what? This actually makes sense. This is probably what would have happened if this person and that person were in the same room versus, you know, King, you know, Alexander the White standing over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I just, I love it. So I, I'll take that part of it and I'll, I'll, I'll respect that part. And I'll reserve my uh, my my comments after I watch it. I mean, two K. <laughs> Real quick, did you did you get uh, 
I guess the real knowledge, the firsthand knowledge from your father. I mean, I know he was a photographer. I know he had cameras. Um, so growing up, I mean, all the literature, he had books upon books upon books. Um, did you get that? Okay, so here's the craziest part. You did too. You just might not have been listening because <laughs> because no, no, no. he would tell I, I'm, putting, would... I'm putting that out here for I'm putting that out here for the listeners. I just want to like let you go ahead and uh, tell right, it. Right, right, I, and, and fair enough. So everybody did is what I it was, my original point was. Everybody did. So if you came down to one one four zero five, you got it all. You ain't have to. You ain't have a choice. Now you can absorb what you want to absorb, but um, he actually did teach us a lot of that, which was. The important part for us was just not accepting history as it was shown to us before that. So again, the the real important part for you, Craig G, is I don't know what the age range of everybody who's hearing this conversation is, but there have been so many people who have been taught one thing and they never thought there was another way that it could have happened. And we actually grew up with people who knew that it happened a different way. And they were like, don't you ever believe what they just told you in that school because this is the actual truth. So I actually grew up, and of course, in the age of encyclopedias and like, <laughs> like we actually did book reports out of books. I did, there was no internet to look stuff up on, so they were like, Encyclopedia Britannica. Come Britannica. on now. So, Had them so yeah, so uh, short, short answer to your question is yes, I absolutely heard all of that stuff, which is why, I guess that feeds into why I don't find myself surprised when I see the things that we see today because it was it's been foretold it's the same stuff we've been seeing so yeah man it's mm -hmm. good point though good point yeah. I'm glad you brought it and, up and the, uh, the the soundtrack um, Nas on there Jay on there uh, you, you got some young bucks on there so uh, good you got uh, also with the movie you got uh, I think executive produced executive produced by uh, Ryan Coogler he's in there so um, it, it was well done and it's again if we've seen if, if y'all can't follow it I know y'all know it but it is Black History Month and guess what oh here's another black movie <laughs> so we had Black Panther in that same thing so lately that's what we've been seeing the last few years is that they're going to drop you know what I'm saying some, some, some good riveting uh, pieces coming out, you know, in February and even creating Black Panther created a new window. Like February was not a window for you to drop. Uh, um, that's a summer movie, right? You drop your blockbuster date. If it's Black Panther, we're going to drop this thing in February. And now they created a whole new lane here. And now we're getting, you know, what I'm saying some stories that we might not have heard delivered to us um, in, a, in, a, in a good way in February. So it can only strengthen you. Black excellence is really what we're talking about with this. Um, and it, it was just sickening to see also on Netflix movies that last year, maybe a year and a half, they had um, Who Killed Malcolm X. I don't know if y'all saw that one. <laughs> and that was that was crazy too, because it was almost damn near literally the same thing where they had in, in this case with Fran Hampton, uh, William O'Neill, Bill O'Neill, ended up being his security uh, <laughs> director, detail essentially, who infiltrated and it was like he was literally right there next door security, drawing up the map for the apartment, how everything was laid out, and I'll be damned if that wasn't the same thing with um with Malcolm, at least from what they said, and they said it was the NYPD had an <laughs> intelligence KG. unit. KG, 
I sent that. I sent that. That I look. I sent that title to my family group chat. Mm-hmm. Who killed Malcolm X? My dad messaged me privately with the answer, dog. Right. <laughs> like that's <laughs> like that's how he was like. Come on, man, y'all, you know, because we had kids on the family joint. He was like, you know, you already know. I'm right. like, okay, right. Like that's how. I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, if if that was what they said, that was like the, the literally the same thing, but the one from the other one they had with Malcolm, they said that the guy was um, an informant for NYPD. So um, just crazy that, that, that both of them, you know, went down <laughs> with that same thing. And the history part is that this is the part for me, Black History Month, that I like is that you get to learn, go veer off the path, dig a little deeper, you know what I'm saying? Peel the onion back a little more and learn some of these other stories that you don't know about and you'll learn and then you'll even see history repeats itself. I didn't make that up. You've heard it before. It's true. (laughs) And if you know what happened behind you, you know what's coming. So it's like you gotta be prepared and if you're reading your history and you know your history, you can see um, the moves that are made. You know what I'm saying? So when uh, Black Lives Matter comes out, they're going to attack you in a certain way. We already know that. We know that they're going to try to get y'all to bump heads and go against each other. They're going to have a letter campaign, a whisper campaign to get y'all off y'all stuff. You can't fall for it. But if you ha- if you don't have a history, you're easy to succumb to it. So, um, but yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah, they did a good job. And you know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see it. Put, put that... Um, Put the soundtrack in, you know what I'm saying? That's that's old school too. I mean, remember we used to rock with soundtracks, you know, so they came with a little something with that. Um, and I was, you know what I'm saying, Black History Month finished that off right with, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah. Hey, G out here preaching. <laughs> Listen, people. This is Victory Formation. Let's take a knee. So 2K, everybody still wants to know, did your man get paid? Did he finally get his money for the Trump bet, for Trump losing? He got a promise from the Trump supporter <laughs> that he will Whoa. give him his money within 30 within thirty days because he wasn't prepared to pay him because he thought that Trump was still going to win. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Wow. So, you put interest on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you said he's putting interest on that. Man, he owe $20,000 $20, by the time he, uh, he finally get his money. The guy uh, might have something, because uh, conspiracy theories are now saying March 4th is actually the true inauguration day. <laughs> so, maybe he'll wait for that day. I think interest is already on that one, because I'm interested. Look, I'm paying attention. Y'all paying attention. Y'all hit me up every week. And I'm like, no, do I get paid? Do I at least get to Can I go to lunch? Like, I mean, help a brother out. (laughs) At this point, I don't really know what's happening. But he did. I saw the guy in his face, face to face. I saw the one guy look at the other guy and say, I will pay you your money. I said, you, sir, are the alpha Trump supporter. You're the you're the evolved human. Because <laughs> I didn't think that existed. Wow. I didn't I didn't think that would ever happen. But 
That's what he said. So we got a promise now. We got a promise. Promissory note. Yeah. Okay. We got a, we got a promise. A promise. <laughs> so Sounds the, like a Trumpster. Trump, Trump still promised the people up in New York that he's going to pay them too for all the work they done for him. <laughs> right. And, and they ain't got nothing to show. Um, I forgot what uh, Osaka that she had, you know, she was, she was, Kobe was a mentor. So she was out there uh, at the presser uh, with, with the Kobe warm up on. So uh, salute to her. And, you know what I'm saying? She's, you know, now one of the favorites. So we following her. Tennis is a sport for me where I really like the women's game. And then it was following, you know what I'm saying? The Williams girls. And now we got um, Osaka, somebody else to follow um, out there. So uh, salute to her. Very nice. Very nice. Also, one more thing. I see, uh, I know the listeners can't see this. 2K is looking very slender and felt now so what's going on there uh, you, you on the, uh, the regime the tv 12 the cg 81 what you got going on there man i'm i don't know if i'm on the cg 81 because i heard you gave up alcohol as a part of your uh, your regime i did not do that i did not do that but i i got a couple of i got a couple of shakes and and all that i'm 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 getting down there brother i'm the weight's not as important as the size for me uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a portly fella. I'm, 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 I'm stocky, as they say. <laughs> I ain't but five six on a good day. You gotta catch me in the morning at five six. In the afternoon, I'm five five and a half. So you know it makes a difference. I'm out here wearing all these. I play golf a lot, so you wear these long Tiger Woods golf pants. They don't look the same when you're short, man. You just look like long. You got all legs, no torso. It's just it, it, it's awkward, man. So <laughs> I figured I would lose a couple lbs, take a couple notches off the belt, man. So I appreciate you pointing it out. Um, I hate you calling me out at this uh, short notice like that, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> it does feel good. I mean, it does I, feel good though. I, I, I've seen the picture pounds. in the text. There you go, twenty-one t- pounds. That's amazing. I seen it, the text. I seen the picture. Now I see you on video right now. Oh man. Looks great. Good job. Yeah, man. Got to, you know what I'm saying? Keep your body right. You know, do that. So, salute. We got we got the next generation to, uh, to live for. You know, they, they don't want us to be gone. There you go. Stick around a bit. You know? There you go. Man. Bruh.